This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes, or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living, and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing, and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Sustainable-ish. Excited to have you here for another episode of inspiration and all-round good stuff. Today I'm talking to Amy Robinson, who is the Business Development Manager at Triodos Bank. For those of you who haven't heard of them, Triodos are the UK's most ethical bank and have a tagline that is, money as a force for good, which I have to say I totally love. The banking industry as a whole isn't one that I think would be seen especially as, air quotes, ethical. We all have images, don't we, of rich banker types making their fortunes and only really caring about the financial bottom line. Well, I'm pleased to say that at Triodos, they do it differently. And as well as making sure that they're making sound financial investments, they look very carefully at the impact of the projects and organisations that they're funding on both people and planet too. During this podcast, I talk about how I have long recognised the power of my money in terms of using it to cast a vote for the kind of world that I want with my buying decisions, but that actually I hadn't really joined up the dots to wonder about what my money might be funding when it's locked away in the bank. And I think that that's probably pretty common for lots of us. So today, find out more about the power of your money in this episode and the things that you can do to ensure it's being used as a force for good. Enjoy. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm really excited. Well, I'm really excited every time I have a guest on. <laughs> but um, I think this is a really important um, topic and I think probably one that maybe lots of people haven't thought about in a sustainability context before. So I think it's going to be a good one. So can you start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about Triodos Bank? Of course. Um, my name's Amy Robinson and I'm the business development manager for Triodos. Um, I come from a sustainability background. I've worked in all sorts of different bits of the sustainability sector for about the last 15 years. Um, I came to it because I, I think I decided that I wanted whatever I was doing for a career to mean something and to have a bit more impact. Yeah. Um, and well, I never imagined I'd end up as a banker, but um, <laughs> I was I was drawn to Triodos because it was an opportunity to do something which could have an impact across so many different areas in a way that most careers in sustainability don't because they tend to focus on one particular aspect so I've been here about two and a half years now and it's um it's a wonderful place to work brilliant um so shall I tell you a little bit about the bank itself yeah I would love to yes thank you 
Uh, Triodos is Dutch originally, um, starting about 1918, in 1980 in the Netherlands, um, and has been in the UK for over 20 years now. We're a European bank and have branches across in Spain, Germany, France, Belgium, um, and the Netherlands. And what makes us different is, I guess, our approach to how we how we use money and what it's for. And the way I tend to describe it is I feel that a lot of the financial industry has started to treat money as an end in itself mm. rather than it being recognized for what, what I think it should be, which is a means to an end. Yeah. It's what you can do with money that's important, not just its mere existence. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so everything we do is about thinking about the impact that the money we have entrusted to us can have, whether that's in a social business or um, an environmental one, um, any any kind of social, environmental or cultural impact that we can have above and beyond just day-to-day operations of a business, that's where we see the importance of what we do. That's where we can have the most um, impact and make the most difference. So we only lend the money that's entrusted by our business saving customers and our personal saving customers to businesses and organizations that can really truly demonstrate that they're making a difference. I love that. I love everything about, about what you've just <laughs> said. And um, on your website, I think you talk about Triodos as being a global pioneer in sustainable banking. And is what you've just said there, does that sort of encapsulate what sustainable banking is? Um, yeah, I, I think that's a lot of it. Um, it's about thinking about the longer term effects of of what we're doing with money and it not just being about short-term returns and looking at an individual project that you might fund as a bank manager and say you know how how quickly will I get my money back it's about thinking about what that money will really be used for Mm. and whether that's whether that's going to have a positive impact so um, that's a big part of it Um, I think it's also about taking responsibility as a business so across everything we do, um, the way we operate within the building, we're very environmentally aware. We're, we're actually in the middle of our European-wide um, Triodos Green Week this week. Oh, wow. um, and that's, you know, that's great opportunities to do things to help our employees think about these issues more. Um, the way that we look after our co-workers, our, our, sort of our benefits and our support, um, our pay ratios – Everything about how we work is about saying we want to be investing. It's a business for the long term. And I think that's a really important part of it, too. It's kind of setting a standard and demonstrating to the businesses we work with what what we think is important. Yeah, and kind of walking the walk, really, because it's all yeah. for you guys to kind of prescribe that you will only lend to these kinds of businesses. If you're not then act, following through on those values, it's, it's all uh, <laughs> slightly hypocritical. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. And it sounds like those values are really kind of core to the to the business and that I guess the people that you have coming and working for you subscribe to those values as well, because, you know, you could get a job in any bank, but to get a job in a in a sustainable ethical bank must resonate with lots of their values as well. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of the people that have come to work here from more mainstream financial environments have come here very specifically because they have a skill set and experience and knowledge that they want to use 
they want to do it in a way that fits more comfortably with their own beliefs and values and um and actually i think like me just want to feel like their job's having a bit of a an impact um and when i hear our relationship managers who are the essentially what we think of as a bank manager who are the people going out and and talking to the companies we're lending to um the way they talk about those organizations the passion they have and the enthusiasm i think just it just speaks volumes yeah definitely and i don't know about you but it it took me far longer than it should have done to to make that connection between my personal ethical values and the fact that probably my bank wasn't um wasn't in alignment with them and that i'm working really hard at home and in my business to um, spread this message of sort of taking responsibility for your actions and um, you know living more sustainably and things and then actually my money might be supporting things like the petrochemical industry and things like that which really isn't you know is completely at the other end of the spectrum of the the things that I want to be supporting do you think that people generally are a bit slower to kind of join those dots I think that's certainly been the case yeah and and that's really down to the fact that it has been so hidden um mm. we just haven't really had any opportunity to think about these things and i mean certainly uh, i still talk to people all the time just like you who think of themselves and you know work in very sustainable and ethical environments and haven't given any thought to which bank they're with and and what the, that bank is doing with their money and it's just not been part of the conversation, I think, for a very long time. Um, I mean, I, I find it, it's phenomenal. We're, we're already 10 years down the line from the financial crisis. Um, but I don't necessarily know that that much has, has changed in some respects. However, we have seen uh, in recent years a, a groundswell of movement around divestment from mm. fossil fuels being, you know, being a good example. And I think it is now starting to, to drip through and people are thinking about it much, much more. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic because it's it's such a huge part of our potential impact, and it's just such there's such an opportunity there to do positive things and and not to not to think about it as being negative versus positive, yes. yeah. but just think about what if you care about something, then why wouldn't you want your savings, your hard-earned money, yeah. to be helping to support that? Yeah, definitely. And and I talk a lot about. The, you know the the sort of buying choices that we make every day and that that we're sort of casting a vote for the kind of world we want there's that quote isn't there by Anna Lappe um in terms of you know every time we open our wallet I think she says you're casting a vote for the kind of world you want and and it just hadn't occurred to me that 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 same wallet potentially had savings and that sort of thing that that were casting a very different vote so yeah I think it's it's a it's a really important thing and I don't want you to name any names or anything but if if we've got money invested in air quotes regular banks and ISIS and things what kinds of things might they be supporting that might not not necessarily line up with our values well I think it's a hard it's a hard thing to say I suppose all industries require finance yeah and so if your money is in a, a high street bank you can reasonably assume that it, in some form, will be being used to invest in pretty much any industry you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are by no means all bad. Yeah. Um, that would be across agriculture, petrochemicals, um, 
construction, just everything. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the, the issue is that you don't know. Yeah. And there's not really any way in the mainstream for you to be able to know. I was going to ask and, that, how would we know? What you well, know, Can you just ask or...? I mean, you can, and I think more people should be. And if you're, uh, if you are a shareholder, and you can go to shareholder meetings and ask some of these questions. But um, I think it, what it comes down to is is the decision, the criteria being used to make the decisions about how a bank is investing its funds, mm -hmm. and that's all you can really look at is what are the criteria that are being used yeah. and I can't speak for other banks and I don't know, you know, I'm, I don't have a finance background. All I know is that I've read our criteria and they are, you know, they're very exacting about what we will and won't fund. Yeah. And I think that just gives a level of confidence that, that it's hard to find elsewhere. Um, yeah. You know, look, you know, there's a huge move towards transparency in the banking industry, which I think is a fantastic thing. But generally speaking, there's a long way to go. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's really noticeable, I think, with Triodos is, is that level of transparency and how much, you know, you guys are so proud of the projects that you're supporting and that you're funding. And, you know, you shout about them in your, I get your Colour of Money newsletter and, um, you know, and you shout about them online. And, and I mean, it must be an amazing position to to be able to be supporting all these amazing businesses and to, to be feeling rightly proud of it as well. It, it is. Um, I mean, as I say, it's one of the things about working here, which which makes such a difference. Um, every Monday we have a, a company wide meeting um, where everyone comes together on a Monday morning, talks about, you know, each week it's a different subject. And the ones that I enjoy the most are the ones where uh, the relationship managers from the various teams come and tell us about recent deals that they've done. And it's it's just so great to hear about those stories and the organisations that we're making a difference in. And in some in some of those, it's a bank loan, and it it wouldn't necessarily have made that huge a difference where that money came from. But there are lots of them where we have done something that another bank might not have done, and we've approached it in a different way. And you can really see what a difference we're making, and that's that's fantastic. Um, and I and I would be remiss if I didn't use this as an opportunity to mention Know Where Your Money Goes, which is a bit of our website, which really is our USP. Mm -hmm. um, that's uh, a database of all of the organizations we lend to. So wow. anyone who's interested, whether or not they're a customer, can go and there's a map and you can search by different types of loan or you can look and see what's close to where you live. And then you can see the organizations we're supporting. And that that's just an amazing it's amazing resource for us and it really helps to reinforce what we're doing and and to illustrate to the rest of the world what we're trying to do differently absolutely and not wanting to put you on the spot but in broad terms what are the kinds of sectors that you tend to to help to fund um we have a number of key sectors that we've worked in for a long time we're definitely looking to broaden out from those but the main ones are renewable energy. That's been a mainstay for us for a long time, helping to fund different types of renewable energy projects. Yeah. Um, we have the uh, social and cultural team who look after, well, social and cultural projects, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Um, 
But the, the social and cultural team look after all of our charity customers, of whom we have a lot. Mm-hmm. So that would be things like housing associations, um, museums, uh, theatres, anything like that. Yeah. Um, and then we have our um, organic farming and trade team. Um, they look after um, all of our food farming and trade customers. So that could be shops, manufacturers, um, lots of uh, organic farms and other types of food businesses. Brilliant. And on your website as well, you have this meet the change makers section, don't you? And yeah. and there you can go and you can read about some of these brilliant projects. Have you got a couple of favourites that you might like to tell us about? There are so many. It's really, really <laughs> Picking um, your favourite child. I think we had, there was one that uh, featured at our annual meeting last year. Uh, was the um, Emmaus project in Sheffield. And you've probably heard of Emmaus, their national charity. Um, we helped to fund the development, the expansion and extension of, of their site in Sheffield. And I have to say, watching the video and the stories from the guys that live there and have been supported by it, it genuinely brought a tear to my eye. Really? It's just, they, they're just such lovely people. And being able to help them is, is just wonderful. And I think that video is on our website, actually. And for those um, who don't know the, the project, can you just tell us quickly what, what it is that they do? Um, yeah, well, Emmaus, um, they're, so they're national. They have um, different uh, kind of uh, spaces around the country. And they support people who are transitioning from homelessness um, by giving them somewhere to live and um, giving them the opportunity to work and find ways to engage and and bring themselves back into society and friends and interact. It's an incredibly, you know, valuable. Yeah, really important uh, stuff. Yes, it's it's lovely. Um, Others, there's a great one we did recently with a place called Whiteley Village, which is the UK's, I think it's the first ever purpose-built retirement village, which is... (gasps) close to 100 I think it's possibly more than 100 years old now I'm not quite sure um but it was built to help support um pensioners on limited financial means yeah um and they house over 500 in this beautiful purpose-built village it's really leafy uh it's, it's got a lovely community and we're helping to fund some extension development for them and that kind of project where you again there's a there's a really nice film about it talking to some of the residents and the new lease of life it's given them when they've moved there and the new networks, the social networks that they've created. I think we all know that particularly for the elderly, that sort of isolation that can come about when people are retired and their, their friends and family mm. die or move away. The, you know, the, the positive impact of being in somewhere like that to extend life, but high quality life is, yeah. is really important. And that one, yeah, that one's another one that really, really touches me. Yeah. And I love how it demonstrates how powerful money can be. And we often see money as a evil's too strong a word. But as you said, people concentrate on the money rather than what you can do with it. And it just shows so clearly and so beautifully how powerful money can be and how much of a actually a force for good it really can be as well. Absolutely. I give you that briefing up, up front because that's that's our strap line. Money is a force for good. Yeah. Uh, all over my website. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. 
brilliant. I must have I must have read that when I was yeah, <laughs> and it was there subconsciously. Brilliant. Um and we talk talking about these change makers in this section on your website and one of the things I talk a lot about is the fact that we're all potential change makers on whatever scale and that all these everyday choices to quote you guys are can make us a force for good and can be a force for good. So have you got some top tips for us as customers to make sure that that hard-earned money is being used in a way that does actually match our ethical values? Gosh, um, I think the real the real question is is it's it's ask questions. It's think about um, the purchases and the decisions you're making and and interrogate them a bit. Yeah. Um, and and if you are going to be putting your money somewhere, saving it or investing it, just just thinking through what that what that means and I mean I think one of the things that's really important now is that um, shareholders are having a much bigger impact so if you have got shares in something or you have got some kind of influence in an organization ask the question send a letter go to the shareholder meeting um, anything you can do to make that to, to, to influence those decisions and if you're shopping somewhere and you you know, really question why they've done something in a certain way. Again, mm. drop them an email because at the moment, I think there are so many people who are out there thinking about how they can improve, but they don't have all the answers. Yeah. And it can be getting an outside perspective on something can be really helpful. So I think my, my best advice is just to use the agency you have and, and that influence in yeah. a positive way. And that's really interesting because I interviewed the guys from or one of the guys from Good Energy last week. And he said that there's a study out that says that lots of the reason lots of politicians don't engage in climate change, particularly, is because um, it's not something that people ask them about. It's not something that their constituents are questioning them on and asking what they're doing. And and I was quite surprised by that. And I think it just sometimes almost that when it comes to spending our money, that sort of boycott idea of well I'm not going to give them my money because they don't but actually saying to them actually letting them know that you're not going to give them your money and these are the reasons why because unless they most retailers will go where the where the money is and if they're scared that people don't like their practices and aren't going to spend money with them then hopefully that will be enough of a um, enough of an incentive for them to start to change but unless they know they're not going to do anything about it absolutely yeah if they feel that they can continue in the same way and also i think um you know in fairness to a lot of companies we've we've just come through a century of business practice which has all focused on maximizing profit for shareholders and and a lot of businesses have felt that that was their obligation that that was their responsibility and unless we really make it clear that that's not what we want then you know it's it's not it's not easy for those organizations to change it it costs money it it requires investment of time and unless they've got a good reason to do it, it it's hard to make that case and i I've, I've got personal experience of those types of organizations where you'll have certain people within the organization desperately wanting to affect change but not feeling that they've got enough kind of capital mm-hmm. from from people invested in in that happening and they're generally really grateful when people from the outside, customers or shareholders, yeah. 
push them to do that because it gives them a reason to do something they wanted to do anyway. Yeah, and it's so much easier nowadays. I sound really old when I say that, but with social media and things like that, because you can access these companies so much more easily by sending them a tweet or I always think a good old handwritten letter probably carries a bit more weight but there are ways that you can make your views heard in a very quick and easy way absolutely yeah brilliant and we were talking about um that just sort of thinking a little bit more about where we start our spending choices and also our investment choices and I guess historically, one of the things that maybe has put people off switching to ethical investments is this perception or this belief that they won't perform as well as um, the more traditional ones. Is that still the case? I think the belief is still the case, mm. um, but the facts don't really back that up at all. Um, and I thinking that this might be something you would ask me about. <laughs> look up some figures. Oh, well done. But, uh, last year, um, in our annual report, and this is, I mean, there is, it's by no means the case that Triodos are the only people doing um, ethical and sustainable investment mm-hmm. now. There's a, you know, there's a huge amount of activity in this area of the market. But just the, the two funds that we have um, currently, um, comparing them to the to the market, um, I think the first one uh, performed at 12% compared to the market average of 87 wow. That was the benchmark for that particular class and the other one was 14.2 against 12.5 wow so you know in both of those instances we can demonstrate that actually we're we're kind of better than the average across all investment and I think it's interesting actually because when you when you think about what makes the difference between a sustainable or ethical company you might invest in compared to another one really the things that they're thinking about are how resilient is my supply chain Mm -hmm how um, energy intensive and resource intensive is my business, um, how well am I looking after my staff and what's my staff retention like. And those types of things are all really valuable when you want to create a long-term high-performing business. Yeah, so when we talk about sustainability, there's environmental sustainability, but also financial sustainability and, you know, how long is the is the company going to be around? Yeah, and... So actually, to be selected to be in an ethical um, investment fund, obviously there are lots of criteria, but they aren't less exacting on the financial side mm-hmm. of things. They're just more exacting on other areas. Yes. And so if you can meet those criteria. Why would you not be a good investment yeah. opportunity? I mean, you know, it's always worth saying that when we're talking about investments rather than savings, there's always risk. Yeah. There, you know, there are risks and, and that's always going to be the case. But I, you know, I think it's, we've come past this view of businesses that, that are um, environmentally and ethically responsible, having higher costs of doing business, mm-hmm. um, just as a, just by the matter of what, of what they are. It might be the case that they produce more expensive products because of how they source. Mm. That doesn't necessarily that doesn't equate to their business being less efficient from a financial point of view. Yeah, definitely. And in terms, certainly, of renewable energy being one of the the sort of major sectors that you fund. I mean, I'm no no financial expert, but really, that can only go from strength to strength in terms of the energy demands and how we meet them as a as a growing global population. I would imagine. 
Well, I mean, it's certainly true if you look at what's happened with the solar market. Solar panels are so much cheaper now than they were mm. 10 years or even five years ago. And um, the technologies of, of all the renewable um <laughs> the technology the renewable technologies are improving and they they're becoming more efficient um our national infrastructure for moving energy around is improving which is um helping to make those work even more effectively so yeah there's there's absolutely no reason why that won't continue to go from strength to strength yeah and one of the things we talked about um you know earlier on was people not making that connection between their personal values and and what their money was being invested in and I think maybe for for a long time for the people that had made that connection there weren't actually a huge amount of choices were there in terms of finding more ethical providers for their money Um, and that's one of the reasons I was so excited when I found out about you guys bringing out your current account Um, and that felt like it was a long time coming for those of us that were waiting can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, you're, well, you're right. It was. We we certainly had a lot of customers who were saying, our savings customers, saying to us for a very long time, when are we when are we going to have a current account? And it's been a it's been a huge a huge achievement. And um, I started the year before we were really ramping up to to get it to the public. Um, and it's been that in itself has been an amazing experience because we've had such fantastic feedback and so many people were just so pleased to to see it. Um, so yes, we now have a current account, and uh, it works pretty much like any current account that you might get. Um, it's a digital account, so it's a, um, so we have an app, we have a debit card. You can do your banking, so you can do your banking from your phone or from your computer. Um, we have twenty four seven card support, so if you've got any problems, you can call. Um, and we have our contact team here in our head office in Bristol, who are on the other end of the phone during the working day so if you've got any other issues you can give them a ring um the only thing that we don't have is because we aren't a branch-based bank um there isn't a, a a sort of central you can't go and pay checks in at your local bank unfortunately um so checks you can send to us and the only so the only real difference is that you can't pay cash in okay um which is which is you know one thing to consider but for for kind of most things most people need to do with their current account it's like any other, um, except that our debit card is made from uh, plant-derived plastic. I so, was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a really nice thing to be able to do because it's it sort of again, it goes towards just demonstrating what we're trying to do and what we're trying to do differently. Yeah, and that just these these a little bit more thought into a very normal thing that we all use every day actually can have a big impact when you multiply that by the number of credit and debit cards there are out there. Yeah, and it and it does. It just I think, you know, I'm very proud every time I get my card out <laughs> of my wallet, wave it over one of those little contact lists. And it's just it's just a nice thing to know really. Yeah, definitely. Now I know from personal experience, from my own personal sort of thought patterns, and I'm sure it's the same for lots of people, the thought of switching banks can feel quite overwhelming and can feel like it's just going to be a nightmare and what happens to all your direct debits and all those sorts of things can you it might not be your your um field of expertise but can you reassure us a little bit about that or tell us how we can go about switching accounts well I think 
it is you're you're right that it's something that that a lot of people still feel concerned about and uh i think i think that's understandable you know it's not something historically that people tended to do a lot they'd get a, a bank when they left school or got their first job and generally speaking stay with them mm. for their whole lives and and i suppose the reason that it's been that way is that generally speaking there wasn't much reason to change yeah. the banks didn't do weren't sufficiently different that that it made sense to do that so i guess this is it's kind of a cultural mountain that we we've got to try and shift um but it's something that that has been recognized need it needs to be a much more flexible process and so you you might have heard of cas the current account switching service right um which but possibly not um but it, it's that's that's been essentially set up to do exactly that and so they have their own website and it's worth just having a quick look but essentially triodos is signed up the current account is signed up to cas and that means that if you want to transfer you if you want to s- switch your account you can go through the process and that will automatically in a period of a few days move all of your direct debits across from one account to another Brilliant. um so you and don't need to have to sit there and manually let everybody know that there's a different bank account uh, and things like that you don't and actually i think that that in itself is quite an interesting one because i've i haven't actually done it myself but i've spoken to people who said the exercise of looking through at the point where it says okay what do you want to switch they can then say oh well, why am i why am i still paying for that <laughs> what's that thing and and it's quite a good little test of what is it that we're really spending our money on and yeah. are all these all these direct debits that we've set up are they the right things and yeah. um you know do i really need that gym, gym membership or should yes. i cancel it and buy a bike or <laughs> you, know, you know it's quite it's quite a good little um kind of banking spring clean yeah a bit um, like moving house isn't it when you suddenly think why have we been keeping this in the loft <laughs> yeah the boxes that you find yeah. from the last time you moved house yes. that you haven't unpacked yeah that sort of thing <laughs> um so yeah that that exists um and of course you don't have to transfer you can open another account there's no reason and with online banking now it's so easy to transfer mm. money between accounts so um it's yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not something that comes naturally to most people. But I think the processes, and particularly now with digital banking, online banking, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, so definitely. So we recognise it's it's always going to be a bit of a hurdle. But hopefully, as people become a bit more financially savvy about it, it will become less less of a concern. Yeah. And what kind of uptake have you had on the, on the current account? It's been great. Um, it's... We had we had a really amazing response when we first announced it last year, and then we had a waiting list, and we sort of had to um, invite people over a period of months. But now that's gone, so now we're able to open accounts for people straight away when they sign up. Um, and I think you know we're we're just really pleased that so many people are coming on board, and we're also really pleased we've got lots of people who are coming to us with current accounts who who weren't customers already, which right, is fantastic. Yeah, um, you know it's. For us, having the account is brilliant, but it's also about how we're sharing the kind of awareness for what can be done differently and doing things like this, just being able to make people think a bit differently about their money makes all the difference. So, yeah, we're we're thrilled with how it's going. Um, We have a huge appetite to grow it further. Um, But no, it's, it's been it's been a really good year to have a waiting list. That's awesome. When you first opened it. Yeah, well, we had to do it that way because we um. We wanted to get we we wanted to get people signed up to say that they wanted the account, but at that point it was 
it was we were just getting ready to go sure. so uh, we we had to do it that way and, and also you know we wanted to make sure we got the technology yes. right <laughs> um, <laughs> given recent uh, recent events at some point yeah <laughs> but it was you know it was it was the right way to do it yeah. so it, it went really well brilliant and so what other products we've heard about your new current account what other products have cleared us got if we if we're lucky enough to have some savings we want to to do something good with we have um quite a wide range um because we've been a, a savings bank for 20 odd years mm-hmm. in the uk so we've, during that time um we've got different savings accounts uh sort of instant access accounts and longer term accounts um isas we do children's savings accounts and children's isas and we've also um we kind of spread all the way through from the from the savings through to as you say investments so we have stocks and shares isas and our investment funds we have two investment funds which are quite interesting so there's a sustainable pioneer fund which um is where we um it's all it's all managed from our head office in the netherlands and we invest in small to medium sized innovative organizations companies that are developing in the sustainability space and then we've got our sustainable equity fund which is the larger listed companies um so sort of stock stock mm. market um and they 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 are our investment products so again your capital is at risk <laughs> but um they're the ones that i mentioned before that have been performing really well yeah um and they're quite indicative of the industry as a whole and then of course the other thing that's really exciting for us is that we've had a corporate finance department for quite a long time but we recently launched our own crowdfunding platform i believe i'm right in saying we're the only bank in the uk to have its own crowdfunding platform i had no idea um, why did i not know <laughs> it's quite new it's only a okay. few months um but it's been a brilliant opportunity for us so this is the kind of crowdfunding where um we are looking at how we can fund the types of projects that might be too um high risk or a, a too, not don't quite fit with our lending profile so there wouldn't be something we we do with our savers money uh-huh. but we can help to invest in all types of um so there's lots of renewable energy projects and um and things like that and it gives us the opportunity to to invest but to make that di- that connection directly between the individuals who are investing their money and the projects that they're investing in and that could be it could be a share issue or a bond five year bond or whatever it might be and that's been going great guns so there's a separate website for that the trios crowdfunding website um and uh yes i would encourage you to have a look at that as well and is that is it called the triodos crowdfunding website uh i think if you google triodos uk and crowdfunding it will come up but i can Brilliant. i can get you that link too fab and so how does it differ from a traditional or does it differ from a traditional crowdfunding platform is there such a thing as a traditional crowdfunding platform it's a, it seems still a relatively new concept but is it is it different um well i think crowdfunding covers the term covers quite a lot of different things and mm. a lot think of crowdfunding being you know put in 20 quid to help your friends start their band yes. or t-shirts or that kind of thing and this is very much the other end of the spectrum so this is fully developed financially sound investment positions mm-hmm. but that are being put together in a way that means that people can invest directly in them. and so our corporate finance team work closely with the project all through to get investor ready to use the term yeah and then 
we open it out, um, explain what the what the expected return is, mm-hmm. what the level of risk involved in is, and then we open it out for a certain period of time. So it's the same same thing as as any other crowdfunding yeah. project. From that view, there's a period of time over which we ask people to invest, but it's it's different in that it's it is a, it's a kind of a, a fully formed financial mm. project and offer rather than um, the the more speculative end of the yeah. of the market. And I guess that helps people who might want to invest give them that reassurance that you know this is this has been checked out. The numbers add up. Um, you know, our guys, as you say, it is investment ready. It's not just back of a fag packet type uh, <laughs> calculations from someone Absolutely. somewhere. Yeah, and we've and we've had millions and millions of pounds of investment in this channel in the last years and we have institutional investors as well as individuals so it's you know it's very well tested and although nothing in the investment sector is ever guaranteed because it can't be you know these are these are projects that we want to put our name to so we don't do that lightly yeah definitely wow and i'm um Cross, I didn't know about that already. It sounds really exciting. <laughs> um, I, I, had, I had the same experience last year because there's a there's a company in Bristol uh, um, called Better Food who we worked with for a long time, and they were doing a share issue because they were building a new shop, and I was really excited because I I love the shop myself, and I really I was I thought you know not a lot of money, but I was going to put a bit of my money mm-hmm. in so that I could be a shareholder in Better Food. And it was supposed to be open for a month to raise the, I think it was £350,000 they needed to raise. And they raised it in 11 days. Oh, no. And I completely missed the opportunity. <laughs> but oh. it was fantastic for them. So. Yeah, fabulous. Um, brilliant. Right, I'm going to pop all the links and things in the show notes. But where can people come and find out more about you guys and what you do and maybe connect with you a little bit? Absolutely. Um, well, we're very active on social media, so please come and find us um, on all the no- usual channels, Twitter and, and Facebook. And our UK Triodos website is just triodos.co.uk. So um, please come have a look and have a look at the Know Where Your Money Goes pages and all of the people we lend to. Um, and I think it's also important to sort of mention some other sources of information about this type of thing. So there's a, there's a great site called Good With Money. Um, who uh, cover the whole range of what what we can do to to be good money um, and and really good ethical investment and banking opportunities. So take a look at them. Um, and the other one is Ethical Consumer, who uh, obviously don't just cover finance, but do have some really good facts and figures around the finance industry and where the the good opportunities are. So that's another one to take a look at. Brilliant. And you reminded me by mentioning um, the girls at Good with Money there that. They recently, I think it might have been last year, was it launched their Good Egg Award? And you guys have actually won one, haven't you? You have or won or earned your Good Egg Award, which is their independent criteria for financial institutions that are doing good stuff with money. I think. Yes, yes. So we are now officially Good Egg accredited, which is which is really nice. Yeah, really exciting. And um, uh, yeah, the the. Um, the girls there are do, doing brilliant stuff and I interviewed them last year actually so I'll post a link to oh, that um, yeah to that podcast episode as well um, because it's just fascinating and I think just reinforces this message that we've been talking about about the fact that your money 
as you guys say, is, is that real force for good and that with a little bit more thought um, and just a little bit of digging around that you can actually make sure that that what your money is supporting is the kinds of things that, that you want it to be supporting, essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's really good that there are more organisations like that coming up and, and really interrogating things from an objective and impartial point of view and, and hopefully putting a bit of pressure on the industry as a whole. Yeah, brilliant. Um, thank you so much, Amy. If someone had said to me, or, you know, you're going to interview someone from a bank on your podcast, I would have been like, uh, no, I'm not. But I just, <laughs> I love the fact that the, the Triodos approach is just so different. And in one respect, it, I guess it's sad that it has to be so different from the um, the regular banking sector that we're used to. But I really hope that you guys are kind of blazing a trail and just showcasing the fact that the, some of the other big players within the financial industry that there is a different better way of doing things and that they really should be getting on board with that I hope so I mean I think there's there's so much we can all do to improve the way we think about this issue and to change the way we act to to be more positive in our use of money and our understanding of money Um, so I I really hope that is something that the other banks continue to on board more Mm. Um, and in the meantime just that we get to continue to do what we do and and to be able to for me to be able to be so proud of the impact we're having it's it's a it's a it's a fantastic opportunity yeah I think it must be a a brilliant place to work and um you know put a smile on your face every day I would imagine to see the the impact that you're having and the the businesses that that you're supporting and the good stuff that they're doing yeah, and also when I talk to our customers and, and they tell me about, like you, they read the colour of money and things like that and the connection that they feel, that the impact that they're having just through having a bank account with us, um, that's that's really rewarding and, um, and that kind of sense that they're doing something um, is, a, is fantastic and yeah, I just want to... Just want more people get that way. It's really empowering, isn't it? As I think any of these sustainability choices are, realising that actually I've got a choice and I can choose where my money goes. I can choose what I spend it on. um, And now I can choose what it's invested in as well. And I can make sure that that that's things that I wholeheartedly want to support. And that's really empowering to think, as you say, every time you get your your Triodos debit card out, you're you're kind of doubly casting your vote because you're showing the world that you support this um, this way of banking and also probably with your purchase, you're supporting something good as well. Yeah, that's the hope. Fabulous. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Amy. Um, thank you. Thank you for persevering. We had a few tech issues, didn't we? So thank you for persevering with them. And um, I'll hopefully catch up with you guys soon. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. Bye. You've been listening to Sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness, with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small, every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time.